0: You are listening to episode number 29 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about how to handle all of that holiday stress and overwhelm in a way that creates more peace and ease and joy with your life, even if you don't have 100000 bucks to hire and outsource everything on your to-do list. I'm Master at Life and Weight Loss Coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave Podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. So we have 10 or 11 days now until Christmas, depending on how quickly I get this podcast edited and turned around and uploaded. <laughs> but the holidays are quickly approaching. So Christmas is coming, the new year is coming. We're running down the clock on 2021. And it seems crazy to think of how quickly this year has gone by. At least for me, I feel like it has. We have been quite busy taking on some big projects, moving across the country, buying a house, buying a condo, fixing it up. We've had a lot of guests. We've done. A- a fair amount of travel. We've um, traveled across the country a couple of times. There's been a lot. It can be easy to let stress and overwhelm run our lives. And especially now, as we look at this holiday season in the month of December, you might be looking at your calendar and looking at work and maybe religious events and functions, friends and parties, holiday events, all of the things, and just feel like there's not enough time and there's so much to do. When am I going to get this all done? And that can create a lot of stress and overwhelm for us. And as we are gearing up and heading straight into this time, I also want to take a minute to talk about how we don't have to let it be so stressful and overwhelming. And again, take it back to what is the real reason for the season? What are we truly celebrating? What is the goal for these different events? What is the purpose? When I think about some of the different holiday parties that we're going to or cookie swaps or we just had our holiday party for my Bible study group, this morning. When I look at these things, the whole point of this is to create friendships, to build relationships, to build into one another. When I look at some of these other parties and events and things that I'm doing, that's exactly what it's there for. It's to build relationships, to have fun, to get to know other people. And with that, often we are bringing food, we're dressing up, we're decorating. There's other things that go along with it. And it's really important, though, that we take it back to what is the purpose? What does it mean to have a good Christmas? What does it mean to have a good New Year? What does it mean for this holiday season to be good and to really get clear on what that is? Because I think we can just get so wrapped up and consumed in things that maybe don't really matter that much or that just add stress, add busyness, create more hassle And what it's worth. And so if you go back and listen to last week's episode, I think that'll be really helpful where we look at what are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? How do we make it easier on ourselves to say no to food, to say no to things, to events, to parties, how to say no to people, how to say no, I I can't help out with that this year or I don't want to, how to simply just say no and not need some kind of reason or a valid excuse or something to where we feel justified and it's okay that I don't do that. So let's talk about stress and overwhelm and how can we start to eliminate it in our lives. I think so often we look at, well, how do I manage stress? We don't just want to look at how do we handle it better? How do we juggle more balls? How would we get better at juggling? No, it's how do we learn how to put some of those balls down that we don't actually need to be messing with? How do we learn to think differently and to be prioritizing juggling the right balls. I know it's probably not the best analogy, but (laughs) it's what I can come up with on the fly. Because some of you might be going through this season thinking, this is amazing. It's so much fun. I love this time of year. And then others of you might be running around frantically with your hair on fire. And look, I have been there. I've been in both positions. I get it. Somehow along the lines, we have also picked up and learned and been told that the holidays are stressful. The holidays are overwhelming. And it's really important that we just recognize that as a thought. And it doesn't mean that it's true. And it doesn't mean that we have to accept it. That could be somebody else's experience. But that doesn't mean that we have to experience that. A lot of times we talk about like the holidays are so busy. It's so stressful. There's so much to do. There's so much to do and not enough time is usually what that boils down to. But it doesn't have to be. That is one person's experience. And that might be what you keep telling yourself and what you keep thinking. And I just want to highlight that the problem here is that we will often blame our situations for our stress and our overwhelm instead of understanding where stress really comes from. So it's really easy to blame our calendar, to blame the parties, to blame this, to blame that, to blame other people. But stress is a feeling. Overwhelm is a feeling. I can feel stressed. I can feel overwhelmed, which means that stress and overwhelm come from our thoughts. My thoughts create my stress. So some stressful thoughts that I have you know, used in the past have been like, I have too much to do. I don't have enough time. The same two, two sides of the same coin around time. I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing enough. And these are all just thoughts about time or our approval, what our value and worth come from, and it creates this emotion of stress or overwhelm. So these feelings are driven by my thoughts that I have too much to do and not enough time. It comes from thoughts like I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. And I think it's really important here to also note and something that I've picked on upon recently that I started doing and have been very conscious about starting to break this habit is, to, is finding my value and my worth and productivity. I am now having a good day based off of how many things I check off my to-do list. I now have had a good week or it's been, a, it's been good. I have more value. I have more, I don't know, worth because of how much I get done, how many things I do. And it's just another form of perfectionism and not enoughness, right? Love me because of blank. Love me because of how thin I am. Love me because of how much money I make. Love me because of my title. Love me because of how productive I am, because of how many things I can check off in a certain day. We get this like this high and this sense of encouragement and hell, I had an awesome day because I've done all these things. But it's how you're thinking about them that creates that emotion. Just like it's how we think about the days when we don't get a lot done that creates our shitty mood. And it's not just our own mood. It's how we now, like, interact with other people around that. So just last week, I noticed, I don't remember, it was like midweek, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. And I felt like I hadn't really done anything that day. And Zach came home and was asking me about my day. And I was like, it's, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. And then he kept pressing, was like, tell me about your day. What did you do? How was it? And he's just genuinely being interested. And I get defensive. And I'm like, can we not talk about this, please? I told you it was fine. Stop talking about it. Let's move on. And I got very, I can say, defensive and aggressive or combative. And then he feels attacked. All the while, he's just trying to figure out like, oh, how was your day? I'm just trying to show interest in you and your day. And the reason was because I was feeling like, oh, I like I should have gotten more done. I didn't do enough today. I should have done more. There was a lot, I had a lot of thoughts about my productivity equaling what a good day was, what my worth and value was. And I learned this like at least once a week. (laughs) I'm like relearning this concept. It comes back up. And it's something that it's somewhere, it just became such an ingrained habit that it's something that it's taking conscious effort and time to break. But it will break. I guarantee that. Like I am dedicated, determined. I will make this happen. But I also recognize that it's not going to change overnight. That I have to be very intentional about where I'm putting my time, effort, energy. But also, that is not what makes me a good person. That is not what makes a good day. That is not what makes a good holiday season. And so I think it's really important here that we look at what are all the shoulds? What are all the have-tos that you have on your list and this time of year? What should you be doing? How should you be looking? How much weight should you be losing this month? How much weight should you have already lost? How much weight should you not have regained? We have so many shoulds around, you know, how much money we should be spending, how many presents we should be buying, how our kids should be happy. A lot of times we think I should become America's baking champion during the holidays and I should make these elaborate desserts or make these elaborate meals. I shouldn't say no. I shouldn't ask for help. My house should be spotless and perfectly clean before any company arrives. Like we have all of these ideas about what I have to do, what I should do, how things should be. And we just end up shitting all over ourselves. And that is the, ultimately the problem here is that we create more stress because of these shoulds. We create more stress because of how we're thinking about things. I'm not saying that you don't want to clean before you have company over. Of course, we should, we should clean the house, make sure that they have fresh sheets. And we want to have a clean, hospitable environment for people to come over to. But we also want to be mindful that we are not creating more stress and drama and hassle than we need to. And the way that we change that is with our thoughts. Now, some things we can say no to, some things we can delegate. There are some circumstances that we can change and we can take control over changing those circumstances. But the key thing that you have control over is how you think about it. So we have to get honest with ourselves about what am I honestly thinking about right now? What makes a good time? What makes a good holiday season? Does a good holiday season mean that I go to a dozen different parties? Does it mean that I have the best holiday sweater? Does it mean that I have the best or the most beautifully decorated sugar cookies? What are we, what are the standards that we're setting for ourselves? And do we actually like those? Do we agree with them? Does that fall in line with our bigger vision for how we want these holidays to feel, for how we want to go through them? Because look, if you want to have ease and joy and peace and comfort and calm this season, you can have it. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing, what anybody else is thinking, saying, feeling. You get to feel that because of your thoughts are going to be the ones creating those feelings. Not any of these circumstances, not any parades, not lights, decorations, presents. Nothing is going to create that other than your thoughts. And that's really powerful because when I am creating my own stress, I get to be the solution now. I don't have to look to anything or anyone else to change in order for me to feel that way. Now, it's important that we also look at stress, not just from the aspect of how do we enjoy the season, how do we just learn how to do life better, because that's certainly one of it. But the other aspect is we want to learn how to deal with stressful days differently, because so often we just reach for food. Our go-to solution for stress and overwhelm and chaos, whether it's on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, is the chocolate-covered Oreos, the candy bowl, the cookies. The ice cream, the pie, the chips, the crackers, it's the food, right? It's so easy to reach for food or alcohol this time of year as a way to create that false lift because our brain has simply learned that food is the most reliable, rapid, effective way of creating a sense of relief. And that's ultimately what our brains are seeking. We want relief and we look to it in an external form rather than looking at how do I find relief through my own thoughts and feelings? How do I take control of this? We look outside of ourselves. And ultimately, what we're doing here is we're trying to put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. We simply solve for the wrong problem. We're trying to solve for the food, solve for the sugar, solve for the carbs, rather than solving for our emotions and our emotional eating. Because just eating low-fat or low-carb desserts this season isn't going to make up for how you hate on yourself all day long, all year long, right? All the shoulds. It's all the things that you should be doing. You should be looking. You should be uh, experiencing. It's a nice way of saying you just piss all over yourself, all over your hopes, your goals, your dreams, your self-confidence, your self-worth, all those shoulds don't do you any good. This is just a list of all the ways you don't measure up. The expectations, the perfectionism, the people pleasing, the self-criticism, right? And if I were to ask you the top 10 things that you love about yourself or that you love about your body, you might struggle to answer. Maybe you'd come up with three or four, but 10? Oh, I don't know. 50? Oh, hell no. 50 things that I love about myself or about my body? Mm, I don't think I, I'm, maybe I could get to that 10, right? Maybe for some of us, we could get to that 20, but 50? But if I were to ask, you know, give me the top 20 or the top 50 things that you hate about yourself or your body or your life or what's going on right now, you would have no problem rattling that off. Okay, because a smaller size doesn't fix a broken self-concept. We have to change the way that we think about ourselves, the way that we think about our bodies, the way that we think about our lives. And we've got to learn how to feel better about ourselves instead of looking for food to make us feel better. We choose to feel better about ourselves and about how our lives are going, about how good a day was that is not based off of how productive I was. We live in this like hyper productive society where we have to be so efficient and so lean and so perfect and we can't get anything wrong. There is no room for mistakes. There's no room for trial and error. And when there is no room for mistakes and there's no room for failure, there is no room for trial. There's no room that we can try something if it hasn't worked. Because we just we just create such a negative relationship with failure, right? We want to get there in the fastest way, the most efficient way. We don't dawdle. We don't waste time. We don't waste money. We don't waste energy. We don't waste anything. We, we are in this hyper-focused, hyper-productive it's part of society. And I'm not saying that we want to go and like just dump a bunch of food on the ground. And right, we're, we're being good stewards of what we have. But we just live in such an idealized world where we are like martyrs for how busy we are. We are martyrs for how efficient we are, for how perfectly our house looks. And so, one thing that I, I work with clients around is how do we make peace with food? How do we identify foods that they want to say yes and no to? How do we make it easier to say no to things, to food, to events, to people? When that's not truly where you want to be spending time, money, energy, if that's not what you want. But just solving for the food is only half of the equation because food doesn't solve emotions. We have to look at this emotion of stress and overwhelm and where it truly comes from. Okay, We have to solve for both. I can solve for the food in the moment, but if I'm reaching for food because I'm stressed, because I'm bored, I'm lonely, I have to start solving for those emotions. I can say no to the food, but I also have to look at the on the other hand of solving that emotion, of looking at why am I feeling stressed? Why am I feeling overwhelmed? Why am I feeling like things aren't good enough? Like I'm not measuring up. And I get to look now to my thoughts. That's where it all comes from. I create my stress and overwhelm, just like you create yours. And the beautiful thing now is that I get to be my solution. You get to be the solution. Nobody, nothing has to change in order for you to change your outlook, and your perspective on things, right? I get to choose how I look at this situation. So this morning is a prime example, right? We had a holiday party last night, went to bed a decent time, I think it was like by 10. Get up this morning, Caleb nurses, he poops. So I'm like, all right, sweet, bath time. And then we go about my day. And I notice after of him sitting in the tub for a minute or two, there's these little things floating in the tub. And I'm like, oh no what is this? So I walk over and as I get closer, I see a a few more floaty things. I see a lot of brown floaty things in the water. And Caleb has now just pooed in his bath, which I'm sure in a few years, he's going to be very grateful that I told the whole world this. But just for the sake of this, this example here, that kind of threw off my morning because I was like, oh, Like, my first thought was like, I don't have time for this, kid. I need to get you bathed and dressed. I need to get dressed. I need to get ready. I need to get all the things ready. I need to wrap this book that I hadn't yet wrapped. I need to make sure we get the muffins that we're bringing. I need to, like, I got stuff to do, babe. What you doing? (laughs) And so it can be easy to feel frazzled, to feel stressed, to feel overwhelmed. Because then not only are we running late getting to our Bible study this morning and our, our next holiday party, but then it's like you, you get stopped at all the red lights. You get stuck behind the tractor that wants to move at 10 miles an hour, right? Like it, all the little things just start piling up. I get to choose how I look at that. I could have chosen to feel very stressed, to feel very overwhelmed. And I chose to not make it a problem. So one of my new favorite sayings that I've adopted over this, the last couple of months, say the last maybe two months, has been, it's okay, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not a problem that Caleb pooped in the bathtub. We'll get to it later. <laughs> I will get him cleaned up. We will make it to our event. It's all it's all good. It's not a problem that I'm running late. It's not a problem. I will just join in when I get there. It's not an issue. I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress. I can just keep on going about my day. And these are the things that I have to be very conscious and aware that I'm making not a problem that I'm not trying to jam-pack my days, that I'm really looking at, all right, can I pick one thing in business to do every day? Can I pick one thing personally that I wanna get done? One, right? And it feels very hard to just pick one because my brain is but there's a dozen things that you should be doing. There's so much more that needs to happen. You need to do more than just that one thing. And so really constraining and really looking at, okay, what's the one thing? What's the one event I wanna take part in today? What's the one thing that I wanna make sure gets done? Can I really scale it back and feel better about what all I'm taking on? Because there is an aspect of taking on too many things can lead to more thoughts of, I don't have enough time. If I want more time, I have got to create the time. I have got to make the time, which means I get to say no to things. And there might be some things that seem really fun that seem like they would be a blast that I am still going to say no to because either the timing just doesn't work out or it doesn't quite fit in our plan or maybe somebody gets sick last weekend boys were sick, I said no to two holiday events that I was really looking forward to. I really wanted to go to these different things. And I had to say no. And actually, I take that back. I didn't have to say no. I chose to say no. I chose to say no because, well, number one, out of respect for other people and not wanting to spread any germs. And number two, out of really looking at what is important right now and what is the best thing for me and for my family. And taking a sick baby to a play date, not going to win any awards there. It's okay. Even though I really wanted to go and I wanted to socialize and I ha- wanted to have fun. And I reminded myself, you know what? This isn't the only holiday thing you have, Jillian. You still have other events next week and the week after that. It's okay. It's not a problem. You'll get to see these ladies. It's okay. Not an issue. But really looking at how do I control how I think and how I respond. So a great thing that we can start to learn how to do is to identify the situation or the circumstance that feels like it's stressful. So get very clear on what it is. Because so often we want to make these broad sweeping strokes of it's so hard to lose weight during the holidays. The holidays are so stressful. It's so time consuming. There's so much to do and not enough time without getting really clear on what do you actually need to do and what is a need versus a want. What is a I would really like to do this versus it's just something that Is on my list, something I feel like I should be doing or something that other people want me to do. So get really clear on what are these, what are the, what's the circumstance? What's your current story about it? So, what are you currently telling yourself about this? I have to do this. I should do this. I can't do without that. And then, what would you like to be telling yourself about that instead? This is how we start to unwind and unravel this and look at, okay, what am I telling myself about being late? What am I telling myself about not making it to certain parties, about backing out at the last minute? about messaging people two, three hours before their event and saying, I'm sorry, we aren't going to make it. What am I telling myself about that? If I don't like that story, I can rewrite it. What do I want to be thinking about this? Because nobody is in control of my thoughts or emotions. Just I can't make anybody think or feel anything about me or about them. I can't make anybody think or feel anything that I want them to. I can have the best of intentions still can't make people think and feel a certain way about me. What I can control is how I think. It's how I feel. It's how I show up. That's what I can control. But you cannot people-please your way into getting other people to like and think certain things about you. We think that we can. We think we can please people enough to where they're going to like us. We feel approved. We feel loved. We put now our feelings in somebody else's hands rather than recognizing that I have that power. I have that control. I get to choose to feel loved because of my thoughts. I get to choose to feel calm and ease and less stress because of my thoughts. And it might be thoughts like telling myself, doing one thing today is productive. It is good enough. Girl, you got this, right? Like, bam, big high five. (laughs) I have to be my own biggest cheerleader. I have to tell myself and validate myself first before I expect anybody else to. And I have to stop pretending that having a productive day where I get 37 things checked off my 897 to-do list items is going to be what makes me feel productive. Those thoughts are my own. I can feel productive by thinking, hell yeah, you got that one thing done. Way to go. Great job. I get to be the one who feels productive because I am telling myself, you are so productive today. (laughs) Like, good job. You're doing awesome. I have to be that one to validate myself. You get to be the one to validate yourself. And this can be tricky around the holidays, especially as other people like to give us responsibility for their feelings. You made me feel this way. You, I can't believe you did not eat this pie. I made this just for you. And we sometimes can take on that guilt. We can take on those other emotions. We can, be, we can feel like we are responsible for making people feel loved, feel the things that we want for them. But really, it comes from their thoughts. And we can't be taking responsibility for that. And some people are not going to like that. not going to lie. <laughs> this is not a, like a very common widespread concept these days. It's, so people are not going to like when you start to change, when things change now because of how you're showing up differently or you're thinking differently or how you, yeah, just how you respond is different. But we want to look at what can I control? So when it comes to stress and overwhelm, we just want to get really clear on what are all the shoulds, what are all the have tos, and start to change that we, the way that we talk about this. Because there might be things that we want to do. I really want to be doing these things. I really want to be doing these. I'm going to choose to do these things. But really looking at where am I going to choose to say yes? Where am I going to choose to say no? What is it that I you know want to be doing? How can I talk to myself differently about this? How can I create a better minimum baseline rather than trying to check off all 87 of my to-dos in a single day or a single week even, really get clear on what's the number one most important thing that I do today? Okay, how can I make sure that gets done? What's the best time? Can, does that need to get scheduled? Where can I fit that in? What makes the most sense? How do I want to structure my day or how do I want to structure my week so that these things actually get done and these are the priorities? What can I delegate? What can I outsource? What can I ask for help and have somebody else help me with? There's so many ways that we can get creative and we can tone down all of that stress and overwhelm that we might be feeling, but we first have to take responsibility for ourselves and for how we're feeling and how we are managing our time and finding a way that works for you. Time blocking for me does not work. I've tried. I've tried and just <laughs> I've tried so many times. It feels like dieting. It's like I tried and tried and I could never figure it out. I never made it work. Could never lose the weight dieting. Just trying to eat less and exercise more. Just trying to cut carbs. I feel like I would create, I've just been trying to create these diet time, these diet plans with my time. And it's it, like it, it never happened. I never actually stick with these scheduled out plans because life changes, especially with a, a one-year-old. Like it, everything, I can have the best of intentions on Sunday, but my week never goes the way that I think it should. And that's okay. I have to stop fighting it. So I have found that this system does not work for me. I don't care what all the high performers say. It just doesn't work for me. And you know what? That's okay. I'm going to find a system that does. I'm going to find a plan or a framework that does work for me. So I invite you, if you feel like you have been struggling with emotional eating, struggling with handling stress and overwhelm, handling your emotions, or maybe feeling like you're people-pleasing, or you are trying to ensure that everybody else feels a certain way, and then at the end of the day, all you're really looking for is a sense of relief, and it makes it all the harder to try and say no to food or no to the wine. If you want an easier way to do this, an easier way to go about life, an easier way to manage stress and overwhelm, then I would love to chat. You can schedule your free call at bodyyoucraved.com forward slash schedule, and we'll get on the call together and just spend some time really looking at what's going on this year, what's going on this season. I'm going to ask you a few questions about your life, about different areas, and then we're going to talk and really get clear on what do you want six months from now? What do you want June of 2022 to look like? What do you want December of 2022 to look like? And how do we now start to set that intention and get the real vision for what it looks like? And I will help you create that roadmap to how to actually get there and look at what are all the obstacles and challenges that might come up and how to solve for them, how to break through those barriers so that you can show up as your best self, so that you can make the holidays a truly joyful, wonderful experience, regardless of the situations, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how many events and parties and regardless of family, what they might think, what they might say regardless of your kids, regardless of presents or your spouse or anybody, and really look at how do you start to show up and own this? How do you take control of this? We are heading straight into the new year. And this is a prime time when we are often thinking about food and body and weight loss. And we have to get clear that we are solving for the right problem, that we are truly looking at how do I solve for the emotional eating? How do I solve for the overeating? And I stop trying to put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. And I really look at managing, learning how to identify and manage my emotions and take control of them, take responsibility for them. If you would like some help, then I would love to get on a phone and chat. All right. Christmas is coming. New Year's is coming. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And it's so, it's these, all of these episodes come out of my own personal growth, what's happening in my life. And as I'm looking at what am I saying yes and no to, how do I also handle stress and overwhelm. And so just know that, that these are things that we are all going to continually go through that we need to be reminded of, and there's no right or wrong, but you are enough. You are doing enough, it is enough, and we can do this, all right? So here's to creating the body and life that you crave, especially during the holidays. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop